Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is episode 109. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Well, bonjour, everybody. <laughs> How's bonjour mm-hmm. with an English accent? If some French listeners are listening, I know we have some people in our audience that are like living in English, you know, speaking countries but speak French, they would have been like, that was a weird bonjour, Deb. Bonjour, mate. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, mate. <laughs> and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is a patron-only episode. We are going, this is kind of part two of the State of Handmade Survey Results Analysis. Last week, we talked about the impact of COVID-19 on handmade sellers who took the survey. And this week, we are going to dive deeper and actually cross-reference some questions so that we can deep deeper into the analysis. This is the best part. <laughs> and so should we just dive straight in? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Actually, before we do that, just a quick little note. If you want the results of the survey, they mm-hmm. are publicly available. You can go to the stateofhandmade.com and then you'll see a big button that says something like get the results. And if you click on it, you'll receive them in a PDF because there is so much more than what we can cover in the episodes in that PDF. So if you want the full data from 2021 and actually the data from 2020 as well, if you're interested in, interested, sorry, in comparing those, it's all available on, on our website. So the stateofhandmade.com. And that's that. Let's dive in. All right. I'm going to defer to Mick a lot in this episode because she has a bit more experience with reading this data than we do. I'm making a face as Jess says that because I'm like, oh, I don't have that much experience. <laughs> well, you are the doctorate person. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's still confusing, but we'll try. Okay, cool. Well, the first one that we're looking at is people's yearly revenue, so the total amount of money coming in from their business, compared with their household income. And I think the reason why we asked this was because we had an inkling that possibly people with a higher household income can afford to take risks and probably put more effort into their business, especially if perhaps their partner is working and bringing in income for the house. And basically, like we were right, (laughs) household income is positively correlated with yearly revenue Mm -hmm. of the business side of things. We do have a graph which we will put, obviously, in the PDF. So everything's concentrated down in the like bottom left-hand corner, which is the lowest household income and the lowest business revenue. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that people with less household income are also having less business revenue. Mm -hmm. Which is not surprising. No. If their main income is their business, that's not surprising. Mm. But I think it also does show that there is that correlation there Mm. because the numbers don't add up equally on the two axes. So if the bottom axis is yearly revenue and then the left upward axis is i can't remember which one's x and y i think the upward one is x and the cross one is y it's been it's been a long time since i've done graphing (laughs) and statistics it's actually the income on that axis is much higher Mm. so you know you're seeing that the two things don't match up exactly which means that household income a lot of it's coming from somewhere else not the business Mm. right yeah Mm. so it's showing that people who are earning more household income are also earning more yearly revenue Mm. but not like linear linear manner because there's still a lot of concentration on 
the yearly revenue being lower, even getting up to, you know, the household income being $150,000. So mm. it doesn't necessarily immediately mean that if you have more household income, you're going to get better revenue, not at yeah. all, but there is a statistical correlation there that means mm. generally the more household income then the more revenue, business revenue, getting my X and Y axes mixed up as well as I'm speaking. Yeah. So yeah. I thought the next one was interesting. The relationship between online sales platforms and yearly revenue, there is apparently no statistically significant relationship between these two things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because when you look at the responses here, the vast majority of people are selling on Etsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next one is Shopify. And then it's kind of split out amongst a whole bunch of other platforms but the etsy average like to be honest if you look at it the average on etsy is a little bit higher like just Mm. a little bit higher than some of the others but hey there maker are you loving the podcast as much as we love bringing it to you if so we'd love to talk to you about becoming one of our supporters you can support us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to Platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com support. Hey, 